Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You can find the time to explore the mind of a stripper. And you can find the time to spend with your actual family. Prime time with Isaac and Sue. Damn, what they on? All steroids and no carbs. They're the big ass kids. This is prime time. Not like you. We're growing up. Bro. Your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Oh, my goodness. Here are Isaac Ropp and Jason Sakanik with prime time on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? Ahoy. What's up? Ah, yeah. Good Monday. Is it? No. No. I don't, I don't know what to do with myself. It's the Monday after the Super Bowl. I know. And we're sad. Yeah. Pathetic little men. Pretty much. Just a whiny little bitch at this point. Yep. Just looking at like hockey schedules yep. and debating whether or not I should go to a Blazer game. The answer to that question is no. Yep. Waiting for timber season. Timbers waiting to get thorny. I guess I got that. But yep. look, it's all just empty filler. Right? It's just, it's it's all meaningless until football starts again. I looked at the Pac-12 men's basketball standings today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can I admit something? I did it too. Because I saw that uh, someone posted that the Cougs yeah. are firmly in the... Uh, They're second. Are, are, ...are firmly in. So then I was kind of... I I actually spent a minute or two comparing the Ducks and the Cougs, and I was like, what am I doing? Like, what? Well, they just played. I know. Well, my, my, my. The Cougs got them. Cougs beat them. So I'm sitting there doing that. I'm, I'm paying attention to Kansas basketball. What is going on? Hey, they play tonight. You guys care? No. They got the kooks coming up. They got the my BYU kooks. Yeah. They're about to face the Egyptian. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, at this point, we're just doing the best we can. Mm-hmm. We got like two more days, two to three more days of being able to talk about the glorious Super Bowl and then, you know. Yeah. This. I know. <laughs> then we can start bitching about Usher or, I don't know, the border or something. Well, I'm going to do that today. <laughs> I did have a great one today. I have uh, border thoughts. <laughs> you know, the olds, they congregate in my neighborhood, and they hate me. Uh, while I have not had an opportunity to call uh, Richard Simmons a spunky old broad yet, uh, I did get to fire a, a wonderful salvo against the uh, my next-door neighbor, who I hate, with a fiery passion. She's the worst old crotchety woman you've ever met. Hmm. And she's got, like, two or three friends that are just like her. Think about, like, like a, a witch that lives in the woods and eats children. And uh, I was walking my uh, my dog today, and they were lamenting in just a, a real wonderful sort of way. There's a bunch of uh, orange and white paint all over the uh, the road, like kind of by my by my house, right at the the intersection there. 
And uh, of course, they were talking about the the hooligans and just this country going to hell and the graffiti everywhere. And you realize what it was, right? The paint on the on the ground. Yeah, that was that was road crews. That was city workers that are marking out road work. That oh, they're like about. when they do the little. Yeah, they do it in like pink and green. Yeah. I always wonder what that stuff is. Isn't that like uh, for utilities? Yeah, they're doing some sort of road work, but there's like a bunch of it, and and like and it look, you know, it's it's like at each intersection, and they were just, just on one, and they were the the border and just unregulated, and just the society going to hell, and wait till it's if the street one day is the house the next and i just had to walk by and be like hey uh just so what? you know that's uh the city workers they're just doing some road work see it's all in a pattern <laughs> yeah but i think it's i think it's more than that i think they're onto something jason have we ever thought about what those markings actually mean no i i, I do not to be fair government I, control I, I don't know what those 5g mean. <laughs> but- hmm the best part is they didn't say a word. They all just stared a hole right through me as I just kind of smiled and chuckled and just kept on walking. So I'd like to believe that after I left, there was a bunch of wonderful words that were cast my way. But I just... Well, I hope that makes you feel better. I did. I liked the fact that I was able to interrupt their clan meeting with a simple, uh, yeah, that's some road work. And by the way, how do you not know that that's... Like, you're 90 years old. How, you, you're not aware that that's road crews? Either that or that's the most... Uh, Neat and tidy road graffiti I've ever seen. Horse and buggy days, they didn't do that. I guess. So, yeah, it's new to them. I'd like to think that now that I inform them that, that maybe they'll like write an angry letter to the city talking about that they don't want that horse crap in their neighborhood. Just marking up the roads, Rob. Looks like, looks terrible. Yeah. They placed a uh, I-5 sign, detour sign, outside of my house. Oh, you're not, you're not liking that, are you? No, I kind of feel like one of those olds, like because they just put it up there and no one asked. Well, it's not my. I mean, it's their property. I mean, I don't, actually, I don't know whose property. Ah, I don't know. I can probably put you in touch with my neighbor if you want to get together and have a bitch session. Look, I think here's the difference between those olds and me. Yeah. I initially saw this and I went, "What the hell's that? I don't want that." No, I don't like that. Detour I five. This was like a year and a half ago. Still there? Yeah, and it's facing the wrong way. Like, it doesn't... Like, why did they put it there? I have no idea. Probably for a future project. I'm not sure, but it's, like, well into the future, and yeah. there's no project. Yeah. Um, but the difference between them and me is I haven't uttered another thought or word about it. Mm. Initially, I'm like, hey! And then in my head, I'm like, well, there's nothing I can do about that. <laughs> so I'm just going to... Well, I mean... Go about my day. My guess is these... This is why I'm going to live longer. Probably, although to be fair, these ladies, uh, they're all old. Well, I mean, okay. They're, they're not like in their 60s. That's fair. They're old, old. Well, maybe I'll live longer if I, if I, if I muster the gumption to call the city and ask why the hell it's there. I think that uh, the key is, like they always say that like stress kills, but I think sometimes hate keeps you warm and it fights off disease and whatnot. Like you need a per- they always say you need a purpose to live and if you just hate everything uh i think that hate keeps you warm and it gives you a purpose to keep on going i think that's right but i choose not to live in that world i understand jason <laughs> i uh i don't live there no i live no. elsewhere yeah well just tell you what just be be careful if you're down in uh, the fisher's landing neighborhood a mm-hmm. lot of old anger running around out there and they're yeah. just they're just waiting well that's okay don't you dare city have the think it's your right to 
paint on your street. <laughs> Look, <laughs> not in my neighborhood. They've seen a lot of life. Yeah, and they don't like it. You know, they don't like it. Things are get going south. That border. Let me tell you, that border. That border. <laughs> that border. <laughs> it's the best part of my day. Well, that's the only thing that gave me some solace today, as I'm suffering from a football hangover. We definitely do have the football is over hangover. That's yeah. that's a very real thing. It was a hell of a game, too. So at least if it if it's like a dud, then you're like, eh, I didn't miss anything. But that was fantastic. Well, it was kind of a dud for, oh, a, for a while. Yeah, I, I liked it. Well, of course I did, too. It ended up being awesome. Yep. But I tell you, don't don't, don't lie to me now. <laughs> Halftime, you're like, eh. Right after half, there's a punt. Yeah. Hey, you know who loves punts? This guy. Watch some Iowa football sometime. It's 10 to 3, yeah. and you're going... Mm. Well, and they even alluded on the broadcast to the whole uh, mm. the uh, the Patriots Rams Super Bowl that Romo did, but I there was no way I, thirteen to three or something that one I think it was 10, 10 I think thirteen three is thirteen right. three yeah thirteen three I never Ooh. believed even at even at half even with the punt I never <sighs> believed that it was going to be one of those. I just do you believe I felt like that was one of those and and this is with with Kansas City is. They're like they're like a Floyd Mayweather fight. It's not that impressive in the first five or six rounds, but they're just they're just gathering intel, and then they end up picking you apart. I had no doubt in my mind that that was going to be a different game in the second half. And when uh, when the punt bounced off the old ankle there, Oof. and I and I finished being like, because initially like everyone else, I was like, oh my god, McLeod, that's the dumbest play I've ever seen. Yeah. I was like, you are you just lost your team the Super Bowl. Everyone immediately was like, what are you thinking? But no, he's just trying to save the day. Then you know, even so, to fall on the damn ball, what are you doing trying to pick it up? Yeah. Either way, yes, when, when, when that happened, I sat there and was like, Kansas City's gonna win. Yep. There was no other point in, in, in <laughs> from exactly that moment right. on where I felt that San Francisco wow. was gonna win that game. That I just you have that belief. It's that if you're a if you're a Niner fan, what an awful pit in your stomach knowing that you just got drugged into deep water and that's the guy that you have to to look at. You're you're yeah. you're cooked. Well, let's do a welfare check. We have a Niner fan here with us, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, Ryan Buckley. Hi. I'm so sorry. As you both know, I did expect it to be this way. I did. I even bet on the Chiefs, so that uh, <laughs> all give, the emotional head gives me a little bit of comfort there. But you know what, I love the, that. The, no, the, it is a fan that stinks, man. Like you, especially because I really didn't think most of the game they were going to be in the position that they were, where. You're in control at times. It looks like if you can put together one more drive or get one more touchdown on the board, you're going to do it. I, I didn't think they'd be in that spot they were, and for it to go down that way uh, was tough. Yeah. That's. Uh... Well, I don't feel for Niner fans today, and I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> they're also Warriors and Giants fans? Yes. That's that's exactly why. <laughs> too many. Too many. It's like Boston. Never like if you're a Boston yeah. fan, you can't it's complain. It's the same thing, and no. nobody talks about it. But no. San Francisco has had plenty of. Ch- As a matter of fact, I had to go look it up. Warriors four, Giants three. Boy, that's a good. That's seven in thirteen years. And the Niners are good. They get there. Oh, you know dude. what, Buck? I'm. T- I was getting ready to feel for you, but no, you don't need to. Rob brings up a very, very good point. Much like Boston fan, you've used up all the goodwill. So uh, get true. bent. And I'm glad your stupid city lost again. Okay. Well, I'm not really glad you lost. I just don't feel terrible for you. But that was a horrible way to. Yeah, that, I I felt that I, one I, sucked. I felt for Niners. Uh, I felt for Shanahan. I felt for the Niner fan base because that's that's not a great version of the Chiefs. Right. It's not. And this is why it's scary. And I said this about Brady. And 
the greatness about Tom and those Patriots team is they weren't always the best team, and yet they found ways to win. And I, I really thought all year long that this just wasn't a championship team. And if you were going to get them, if you're Buffalo, if you're Baltimore, if you're San Francisco, and you were going to get them, now's the time to get them. And you had them. Yeah, and I, I and know we're going to get into this later, but and like you let them off the hook. The the run that the Chiefs went on the, this playoffs was so unbelievable compared to what they did in the regular season. I, I'm wildly impressed with this team. Didn't we learn something there, though, maybe in a way that it's like, you know, even if a team, even if it's not the best version of a team, once they prove to you that they have championship pedigree, yeah, you need to take them seriously. The yeah. Patriots did that over and over and over. Why didn't we learn our lesson? I mean, it, look, I get it. This isn't the, the best version of the Chiefs, but that doesn't obviously it doesn't matter. They just they rolled through <laughs> Miami, yeah. Buffalo, Baltimore, they, they, and San they Francisco. Say, they say from record wise and seating wise, this is the toughest path to a yeah. Super Bowl ever. that's ever. Yep. Yeah. So, so and and look, for a Niner fan, that's amazing. There are varying levels of disappointment with losses. I get that. Uh Buck, might I offer you some solace? Sure. As a Kansas City Royals fan, mm. you know, we got to the World Series out of nowhere. Remember that? That's right. And we get a guy on third base in the bottom of the ninth of Game 7. I do recall. And he was not waved home on what maybe could have been an inside-the-park home run. It's close. And he was stranded there. Very, very, very frustrating. And, of course, you know, like I say, varying levels of disappointment when you lose a big game. Mm-hmm. That one was like, oh, my God, we'll never get back here again, right? Yeah. Because it's just like... I mean, the Royals were no Niners. Like, you guys are teed up to, to, yeah, as to a, have I mean, a run here. With Purdy on his contract. Yeah, you it, guys are fine. It should be They, they should run that back. Um, but the thought was, oh, my God, that. There I it mean, goes. At least, you know, at least it was a magical run. See you in 50 years. Yeah. Well, the very next year they won the title. Yep. So I want you to take some, I want you to think about that and take some solace. So in Niners, that. you're Super Bowl 59 champs. I like it. Perhaps. See, in football, I, I never say that because getting there, I think, in football is so much harder yeah. than it is other sports. Yep. And there's so many things that go into it. And by the way, you have been there twice. Yep. Uh, just a few years ago. And, and then, there's big soup to poop all over well, it. Well, I just, that's. Actually, and three times in the last 12 years, because you go it, back to the Baltimore one too, which wasn't Shanahan, but no, still. But this is why I felt for Niner fan is I know how hard it is to get there. Like I've, I've, I've played with guys, played against guys, been in those locker rooms. I know what it takes to get there. And it, it's just, there's no guarantee you ever get back. And, and especially with a team that's, that's littered with injury history. And this year they, they got fortunate with, with, with health, you know, the, the Greenlaw thing was the, just uh, that breaks my heart. I mean, my God, you want that to talk was about such a gut punch and it was an, for and, him. And like, it could have been something to turn the game because totally. he was such he's a, a huge good difference maker. He's such a good difference maker, especially in coverage. But, you know, so when you get those opportunities, you know, it would it's the old field of dreams, right? They just say there'll be another day, but you don't know that this was your only day. And so for San Francisco to have two of these and be so close and, and I think, for 75 or 80% of both of those games, they were the better team. They outplayed that. Yeah. And then to be one pass play away, to be one blown, you know, right guard assignment with, with yep. Sneed falls down and Ayuk standing alone in, in yep. the end zone and, and one overflown or overthrown Debo ball. Well, because, and the punt you talked about, too. Yeah, if but you... that's, that, I honestly think that turned the game. And that's just dumb luck. Yep. It just hits a guy in the ankle. And so I, I just, I felt for you because it is. From from Dan Marino to Dan Fouts to all the other Dans, you just <laughs> just getting there is an accomplishment, and yeah, getting but- and getting back, especially when on the other side of things, 
90% of the teams you've played, you're good enough to get over the hump. It just so happens that you are the Utah Jazz. And on the other side of things is this Michael Jordan guy. Yeah, but I don't think they have to be that quite yet. They are so far. But, I mean, you know, I, I think the thing about the Niners that's cool, if you're a Niner fan, is they're still loaded. Like, mm-hmm. they, this is not, you know, you often see one-offs yeah. in the Super Bowl. The even even, even and... the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. like, it's like, ah, you know, are they really built to 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 sustain this um and in sports we've seen this over time where you have these uh teams that you're just like look the lions i mean look man i'm not betting on the lions next year yeah. um i'll tell you what one team i would bet on is the diners i mean they, they really don't have they're the favorite these major flaws that you look at and go they can't get over the hump they've just run into the goat and that was true of utah and they never got over the hump but i i still think the Niners are in, are in a better. If again, I'm trying to make Niner fan feel a little bit better. You're in a better position than a lot of these teams that get to the Super Bowl and have their heart ripped out, because you have a hell of a coach. Uh, you're loaded with players. Uh, you've got a young quarterback that you like. I mean, obviously there are, you know, moving forward, you're gonna have to make some contractual decisions and things. But that's true of the Chiefs, and the yep. Chiefs keep winning. Yep. It's just you 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 could be the '90s Bills, but you could also be the Andy Reid of the Eagles, where he eventually, like Kyle Shanahan's in like the same spot as Andy Reid was, where he's like Mr. Clock Management. Can't... Except Kyle Shanahan then's going to have to move to the Dallas Cowboys to win a title, and I don't think that makes Niner fan <laughs> very good. Well, but you know what I mean. I, I know. Mean, I just think, I know I think it's too early to, to yeah. bury them, and I think they're really, um, really, really, really good, and <laughs> within an inch of winning... I mean, what happens last year if Bur- if Hur- if Purdy doesn't get hurt, you yep. know? If Purdy doesn't get pert. <laughs> oh, the hurdy-purdy. So they're so close. close. They're <laughs> really, really close. And you're right. You don't take anything for granted. But I don't – I mean, there's a lot of great coach uh, – a great um, sort of iterations of teams that never won. Like, you think back of, to Marino and Shula in the yeah. 80s, and you think of the 90s Bills, and you think of the Utah Jazz. But uh, I think if you're the Niners, you just – it's – don't take for granted that you're in that spot yeah. <laughs> where you, where every year you're going to have a chance to play for it. Doesn't mean it's always going to happen, but I think it can, and it may, it may for them. Well, for Niners fans, I think you're hoping that that you're on the Andy Reid path. He got there a bunch of times before he got over the hump, and that. Well, he, that's what I've just said. Yeah, I with, mean, a, it's, with it's a like, different team. <laughs> well, I yeah, yeah I know, but but, with the, with, but I think you could do it with the same one. It doesn't have to be just well, the Andy Reid. Story. How about this? What if he get? It doesn't have to be a different team because. Um, I think the Niners have a better team than than the Andy Reid Eagles teams. What if Andy or uh, Kyle Shanahan gets his Donovan McNabb and or, or gets a better gets his Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. Yeah. you know, at, in San Francisco, I mean they're that close. I mean they're you know, it's just it's so the the finite, just the it's just the it's such a small margin yep. between how we talk about these teams and what we say and. I, I think the Niners they can rewrite everything if with a couple if a couple things go their way and a couple different plays from that game yesterday. Yep, could have said I mean, could have said the same thing about the first one too. And the Chiefs too. Yeah, I mean the Chiefs. We're talking could about have the Chiefs. none. Yeah, we're talking about the Chiefs completely different. They, they've lost by or been down by double digits in every Super Bowl, every one of these Super Bowl titles. <laughs> That's why, crazy. Which is why I was not doubting them at the half. I was like, eh, they'll be fine. Well, you guys want to talk about it at all? Yeah, let's get into it. All right, let's get into it. Patrick Mahomes is on TV. He looks hungover. Well, he probably is. Oh yeah, get that man some sunglasses. That was, was a good <laughs> night. Puffy. It was a good night last night. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. All right, let's start with hot Super Bowl bean dip and uh, the poll question next on the fan. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, here's our uh, poll question today. It is on X at 1080 The Fan, brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling Family Business. Helping families for over 60 years, AAAIAQ.com. Today we're asking you, what cost the Niners the Super Bowl? Mm. Missed PAT and Muff Punt. That's one specialty. Sure. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, Patrick Mahomes, or Taylor Swift? <laughs> Vote, but hard. Uh, Friday we asked you, who will win? 36% said Chiefs, 34% Niners, 30% Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, baby! Believe me, Taylor Swift won. Ultimately, I'll say Patrick Mahomes because I mean there were any any game that you watch that's close comes down to four or five plays, and San Francisco certainly had their opportunity. But at the end of the day, Mahomes went on the drive. Their last four drives: touchdown, field goal, field goal, touchdown. So, I mean, who won the game? Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you could say the Niners lost it, and but that's again that's true for every close game that's ever been played in the history of football. I tend to give credit on the other side of things and say Mahomes won that game. Now, if you want to point to a couple uh, awful things that the Niners did, certainly. I, I think the uh, the ball off the ankle was worse than the blocked PAT. See, the blocked PAT, everyone's going to sit there and say that they, you know, that it wouldn't have gone to overtime. No, it wouldn't have. The game would have been decided on that third and two from inside the 10. Remember, the Chiefs got stopped driving in to score the, the winning touchdown, wherever that was from. It was close. I'd have to go back and look up where they were at, but, I mean, it was a chip shot for, for Bucker. But remember, that was fourth and whatever, fourth and two, fourth and three, whatever it was when they kicked that field goal. Had the Moody kick not been blocked, and believe me, it he just kicked that into the line of scrimmage. That's just on him. That was, I mean, that, that is nothing. I mean, I guess give credit to the D line for coming through, but he just kicked the line drive for some unknown reason. Um, but if that goes through, then they don't kick the field goal there. Mahomes just goes and, and, and is, they're going to go for it on fourth so down. So 17-16. It would have been 17-16, fourth and whatever from inside the 10 with however time left. That was the, 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 
you know, there was like 13 seconds left when, whenever they, you know, they ran one more play, didn't get it. There was like six or seconds, six or seven seconds left. They kicked the field goal and it goes into OT. They couldn't have kicked the field goal. So the game would have been decided right there. And let me ask you the question. Does anyone, and I mean anyone, believe that San Francisco is coming up with a stop on fourth and three with the game on the line? Because I don't. So we never know how that goes. That's a sliding door thing. But we got to stop with the the extra point was the difference in that game. No, it wasn't because it would have changed everything. The bigger one was simply the the the, the muffed punt off the off the foot because at that point San Francisco was was in complete control of that game. Kansas City had no momentum to speak of whatsoever, and you know that was the next play was a touchdown, and it felt like after that San Francisco was playing catch up. So. That's a much, much bigger play than I think any of those other ones that you're going to look at. So if you wanted to say one play gutted the Niners, I'll I'll go with that. Yeah, I I tend to agree on the extra point. That makes sense because you're not stopping Mahomes in that scenario. But the game would have come down to fourth and whatever that was. But you're not stopping Mahomes in that I scenario. I certainly don't think so. They probably would have gone to the same little uh cat and mouse or corn dog whatever, you know, version of that you want to run, the little in and out game where they forced uh San Francisco to pass it off and you know, it was the same play by the way that they beat Philadelphia on last year, just a little different window dressing. My guess is had it been fourth and whatever and they had to go for it, they would have ran that play and by all accounts Hardman would have been wide open or Kelsey would have been to the corner. So you know they they had that one in their hip well, pocket, and, and San Francisco had no answer. I would it. say that that is one of the more special teamsy Super Bowls we've seen in a while. You know, yeah. a lot of a lot of big kicks, big kicks, miss extra point, muff punt. Uh, Conley, the kid from the Niners, yeah, making great plays. God, that guy stood out on special. Like it was a very special teamsy Super Bowl. You know, the other funky one was the the one that uh, so Moody hits the fifty five fifty six Super Bowl record, and then whatever it was. Like nine seconds later, Bucker kicks Bucker does the same thing a little further. Dude, did you see on the replay how close that was to being blocked? Because he hit same thing. He had a line drive off the ankle, a la Moody. And the San Francisco guy, I don't know if it was Armstead or Hargrave, but I mean, I'm not kidding. I think it may he may have gotten a fingertip it, on it. It, it kind of looked like it. It looked like he got a piece, which is miraculous that would have made Dude, it through, but still. From 57, and you kick yeah. that thing on a line drive, and it may get Nick. You want to talk about the difference yeah. in winning and losing and how close these games are, which is why I'm like, when you get an opportunity, you just have to win because there's so much luck that goes into it. I mean, think about your hand in space. Dude, that's a... You're, you're a half an inch, and your fingertip hits that ball... And and it may not like you know it, it may not just completely you know nullify it, but it ain't going fifty seven yards on a line. That's how close yeah. that Super Bowl was on all those. Days. So if many if McLeod just jumps on the ball, if Chris Jones <laughs> gets blocked on one of two plays, the the Samuel one in the end zone. It reminds me a little bit of the inverse of what happened to them against the Lions, where yes. the Lions needed seven or eight things to break one way, and if one of them happens, they probably come away with a victory. There, yeah, but. they were just right there and they just for the love of Pete they couldn't get um they couldn't get one of those plays made. All right. You couldn't block Chris Jones when it when it mattered. Let's come back and talk about that play in particular and um by the way was it was at the 11 I think. What was at the 11? I was thinking of the 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 on the field goal at the where where Kansas City sent it to to overtime the that would have been them going for it. They were on. It was fourth and two at the I'm, eleven. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right here. And so they would have run the same play to Hardman because that was from the thirteen, I think. Yeah. So I mean, you basically you got the ex- exact same look. 
Let me let me ask you something, Buckley. Sure. As a Niner fan, if I told you, so let's say the miss extra point doesn't happen, okay, and it's seventeen to sixteen, okay. But before the game, I say to you, you're going to have a one point lead, okay. It is going to be fourth and would you, it was fourth and two. Uh, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Well, that matters. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I let's gotta, let's say it's fourth and two. Sorry, yep. I clicked on yep. I gotta go back and you're up one mm-hmm. with thirteen seconds left. Kansas City is on your eleven. Mm-hmm. Do you take that? Or do you roll the dice with a completely different game? I'm giving oh. you that scenario. Like before the game, I'm saying this is the scenario. Or it's a, so you either give me that or it's or like let's unplug the, the console yep. and like start it all over. Oh man. Uh I mean I think you have to take that because I didn't think they were going to be in the position to make one play and win the ball game, and that's where they were. But man, you—if you're giving me the Chiefs in that scenario, I'm pretty confident they're they're coming up with a, a, top, a first down there at least. So actually, it, it wasn't. It was still they just ran out of time. So it was second. Mm. It was second and ten at the eleven. Mm. So well, so first and ten from the eleven with they ten seconds left. They threw to Kelsey. Yeah. And then that was the end of it. There they were kicked six it. seconds. So, so basically, they would have had two to three plays. Mm, what about that scenario? From the eleven yard line, and it would have either been they score and win, or Samsco comes up with the stop. That had the Moody kick gone through, and everything else plays out the same, and we have no idea what would have happened because things would have changed. But that would have been the scenario. You would have had it first and goal, or first and ten from the eleven yard line with ten seconds. Two, possibly three plays, and and you that, that and that would have been the ball game. Taking that, taking that. If I'm they not. have two or three Niner plays, boy? no, no, I'm not. I, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm starting over yeah, because start two over. or two or three shots at that thing. Look, no, that's the thing about this game is the Niners looked really in control yeah. for a while. I mean, and they you just looked, can't keep giving them chances. Yeah. Like you can't. That's give what them extra KC plays. does, man. Yep. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the coaching down the stretch. We'll do that next year's buck. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Uh, we are talking about the Super Bowl. You guys see it? The Chiefs won. I did. <clears throat> Again. Yep. 25-22. 3-5, and, and now we can say it's a dynasty, even though it was kind of a dynasty before, but, you know. <laughs> well, you got to win that third one, right? <laughs> well, yeah, Aikman's getting trolled today because, you know, people were talking <laughs> crap years ago on, on Mahomes versus Aikman numbers, and he said, call me when he gets a third of my Super Bowls, and, well, now he's got him. He's, he didn't get a third. He's, By the way, he's got them all. Do you remember my score prediction from Friday? What was your score prediction? Twenty-five, nineteen, Chiefs. Get right the hell out of town. How about that? I don't remember that. I missed by a field goal. You suck, idiot. <laughs> but we both had Kansas City winning. 
Uh, that we did. And my props hit. And that's why we had Kansas City winning. It's yeah. like, and that's why the Niners were favored. Like, you see, you see both, both sides. sides. It, it played yeah. out exactly how either side, you know, sort of looked at it, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, Kansas- that's why you don't bet against Kansas City, but yeah. the Niners were the better team, and or, or on paper, they're a better team. Yeah. And for, you know, the better part of a half in, a, in another quarter, and a half of another quarter, they... They proved that. Yeah. I mean, the, the Niners played. You are, you are so right. They played really well, yeah. and they were they were winning the line of scrimmage. And it was like, ooh boy, the the thing that I was thinking going into the third quarter, and then Mahomes throws the interception. It's like, man, the the matchup that we did not give enough uh, sort of credit to would be the Niners' defensive front against the Chiefs' offensive line, yeah. because the Niners' defensive front had been kind of oogie for the last. You know, at least through the playoffs and then the final couple weeks of the yeah. season. and But they were owning that. They played their ass off, yeah. and yet they just couldn't. They well, couldn't. but that's what the, then that's where the Chiefs, yeah. you come back with the Chiefs and like all their coaches that make adjustments and Spagnola keeping them in it. And then, oh, by the way, Patrick Mahomes, and you just can't kill them, which leads me to this. So that, so that was a pretty boring Super Bowl up until it wasn't. I mean, it was a great second half. You ended up having a Super Bowl record. Five ties or lead changes in the second half in overtime. Just the second Super Bowl ever to go to overtime. So it ended up being a classic. But if you're playing Kansas City, particularly with Patrick Mahomes, and you get the ball with under six minutes left in a tie game, you cannot, under any circumstances, even as we've seen with less than 15 seconds left, give the ball back to Kansas City. And San Francisco did that. And so it, it raises a question of, should they have been more aggressive in that on that last drive? Because they sort of, I'm not going to say they settled for a field goal. Obviously, they're trying to get a first down. But on that third and four, right before the two-minute warning, you know, you get two yards there, and they threw an incompletion because uh, Spag warmed him up, but um, they're Spags. But if you get two yards there, you get one yard there. If you, certainly, if you get three yards there, do you, if you're Kyle Shanahan, do you have the balls to pass up the go-ahead field goal and try to get seven and just and just milk the clock and, t- uh, and keep the ball away from and Kansas I swear I, I am not doing the the Monday morning quarterback I, I would have done this and I would have known but I thought in in both scenarios as I'm sitting there I channeled my inner Dan Lanning and I had this exact conversation with myself because um, I think you can say the same thing about the overtime one yeah that's right you had it on third down and it was third and short both times in the red zone. Well, actually, the first one wasn't in the red zone. Uh, was no. third and four? It was third. In, oh, it was third and four. It but wasn't, it wasn't in the red zone. It wasn't in the red zone, but it was. It was close. And this is where I. I, I just. I'll, I'll go to my grave saying that this is why I think where Dan Lanning or not Dan Lanning. I guess both, but Dan Campbell was on to something. You did say Lanning the first time. Yeah. that's what I thought you were talking you, about. No, you have finally figured out. Hey, maybe we should run the football. Thank God, because for a while there, they were pulling a Baltimore Ravens. There were three possessions there, including the Mahomes interception, where they went three and out, and they ran the ball one time. What are you doing? And they decide, hey, maybe we should run the ball, and they're having success. And the Chiefs defense is gassed. And I've got third and four, third and three, whatever. Run the ball twice. And you know Spags is going to heat you up. You know it. You know it's coming. And you've had a hard time picking it up. So what do you do? 
Put McCaffrey on the edge, throw him the ball, get rid of the inside blitz stuff because you know that's where it's coming from because they've been pressing you up the middle. Run to the edge twice and tell Christian McCaffrey and Trent Williams and, and Kittle and my guys, you've got two runs here to pick up four yards, and we do that. We bleed this clock. We kick the field goal, and we go home. Mm-hmm. Same thing, and the same thing in, in overtime. When you kick that field goal, I sat there and I was like, are you kidding me right now? You knew they were going to lose. I would rather not pick it up down there and pin them deep and just say, hey, man, if they yeah, kick a field goal and they, and they beat us. I agree with you there. 100%. Because I'm giving, I'm going to kick a field goal, and I'm not even talking about deciding to take the ball, at, at, for which made no sense to me, but since then, analytics guys have come out and said it's about a 50-50 proposition. Didn't make any sense to me, but to sit there and say that we're going to kick a field goal and then trust Mahomes, who, again, has lit you up these last handful of drives, and you're just going to be like, nah, we'll live and die with that? No, dude, I I, I say pull a Dan Campbell and say F it. Yeah. We are going to score a touchdown <laughs> or we're going to pin him deep. Boy, I tell you what. He Run takes, the ball twice. He, if, he do, if he does that and he does not get it, the heat that he <laughs> would take today. It's why at least I can respect Dan Campbell because he's yeah. got the balls to do it. But it's one thing when you're doing it, Dan Campbell, against Brock Purdy. It's another thing when you're telling me that you're going to trust, that you're going to stop Patrick Mahomes in yeah. those moments. That's why you can't. No, I don't. I, don't, I can't get I can't get with That's it. That's why you can't. You, when they got the ball, I think it was 545 or whatever, tie game. You have to, under any circumstances, you you uh, you cannot, under any circumstances, give the ball back to Kansas City. Yeah, you just can't. Yep. So, you're I, right. Play I, for all I know is is third and the, the one in overtime. It was third and four. Yes. You're telling me out of a timeout. Out oh of no, time, the one in overtime. The no, one the, in overtime. The one in regulation yeah. was third and four. Too. It was third and four. I'll go back and look at that one. But this one was third and four from the nine yard line when you decided to kick that because you didn't get it on third. Is that down. the one Chris Jones came yeah. unblocked? Came unblocked. Yeah. You're you're telling me that you the way you've been running the ball that two you plays. you can't get four yards in two, in two plays? plays and that's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, my brother and I texted a lot about this this morning, and 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 basically that play in that series, like you've got to get the ball to McCaffrey somehow. Like you 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 have to force feed that. I think. Yeah. Well, that Shanahan's taking heat for that too. Yeah. Forgetting about McCaffrey. Um, now you go back and look at the stats. You know, he had 22 carries. They were not. You know, when they ran McCaffrey, they were not getting much. And but it was it was something, and it was, and I think if you run it with him twice look, there, I think you get it. Let's and, put it this way. Let's put it this way. Before I want to hear what Suk has to say about this, but I, because we we hammered John Harbaugh, yeah, um, and rightly so. This was a little different, I think, in a sense that yes, you can can uh, uh, criticize Kyle Shanahan for and get away from the run, but I think we also learned a little something about how Kansas City's defense makes you play. Sure. When when you are running McCaffrey and you're not getting anything, and the quarterback then all of a sudden gets up to the line of scrimmage on first down and he looks around and Kansas City is selling out to stop McCaffrey, what happens? Well, the quarterback gets good looks yeah. to throw the ball. That's what happens. That's why teams get away from the run. Is Purdy's like, well, and you know he probably convinces Shanahan or Shanahan the other way around says, look, you got some good looks here. You've got guys on the outside too. Let's go to them. Because of what they're giving us. So I think that, in a way, Shanahan handled it better than John Harbaugh and Todd Monken of the Ravens, obviously. Didn't handle it perfectly, but you can see why Kansas City makes you do that. Like Their defense is that good that it forces you into those... In, into that style of play where you all of a sudden you look up and you go, man, we, we need to get back to the run. Again, I'm not here to sit and say that I have a better understanding of offense than Kyle Shanahan. But what I don't get 
is how at the beginning you are using formations and shifts to keep Kansas City off balance and you are gashing them from under center with your play action game. And then seemingly for no reason, for a quarter and a half, because I get it, Kansas City was bringing an extra guy up into the box. You abandoned your play action game. You abandoned your run game totally. You didn't even attempt it. You didn't take shots down the field. If they're playing a single high safety, you didn't take shots down the field when they were there because the, the, the plays that you did take shots, with the exception of the McDuffie one that he made a great tip, those were there. Either you didn't quite have enough time or Ayuk ran a bad route on one. But I think you challenged the Kansas City defense maybe twice downfield and you completely went away from the play action game and you completely abandoned the run game. And I just don't get that because the moment you went back to it in the fourth quarter, the moment you were like, oh, geez, let's get back to doing what we do. What did they start doing? They started gashing them. And yeah, it wasn't always nine yards, but it made Kansas City back vulnerable. And you're like, hey, this is the offense that we used at the start and of the game. And it made them respect the balance and all that. Yeah, But I they agree. also didn't score any touchdowns that way either. No. I mean, True. it's 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 like, it, it's, it's as if Kansas City has the ultimate trump card, one, because of Patrick Mahomes, but two, it really seems like in the second half of these games, and we talked about this all last week, Steve Spagnuolo, He's great. He's greatness. Nobody can nobody nobody adjusts to his adjustments. Yeah. That he gets people on their heels and he's got the personnel to do it. Yeah. So that's the first the thing. Corners it's, help. Yes, those corners are incredible. And yeah. they played man. Yep. I don't know. From my eyes, they played man most of the game. And they were great. Not many teams can do that no. against the Niners, right? No. So that's the first thing. But he also said, Spagnolo basically just said, dude, if this is going to be a blitz off, we're winning. Yep. I'm going to blitz Purdy, beat me. And on the other side, I dare you, blitz Pat, see what happens. And they didn't do it often, but when they did, he kicked he their ass. He killed them. And that's where I think that you know, it comes down to just little things like that. It's like, dude, Spagnola is smart, and he had the, the Niners offense on their heels. And, oh, by the way, they don't have Patrick Mahomes. Yep. The Chiefs offense was on its heels, but guess what they have? Patrick Mahomes. Yep. I mean, I thought that in I think it was the first drive of overtime where where in Romo and Nance pointed this out, but Shanahan and Wilkes were yelling at each other on the headset, yeah. like they were they were getting Patrick Mahomes. He was in their kitchen. I don't know I don't know which one it was, but it sure seemed like Shanahan was calling Wilkes off of his calls or vice versa. But they were they were clearly not agreeing yeah. on how to go go about defending that drive, and I think it. It might have been, maybe Romo pointed out that it might have been Shanahan saying, do not freaking blitz him another time. Yep. And you could see him I on the sideline saying that. I think that's that. what it was. But he still lost, yep. right? So that, there it is, right there. It's, and, and Spagnolo on the other side he is got saying... Home, he got home with his blitzes. That's right. He's saying, I'm going to beat me. Yeah. And and they couldn't. Nope. So the, the McDuffie delayed blitz where Purdy had no chance on that third down. Third and four. It was that was a huge one. Genius. It, it was masterful. Mm-hmm. And it was really well done by a first team all pro guy. And look, I, I, I don't blame Brock Purdy. No one's there's nothing you can do. McDuffie with that. had such an awesome yeah. game just you're, across you're, the board. But wasn't that just high level football? It was. On yep. on all and, and that's why I, I don't I don't blame <laughs> that's that. That's what I mean. That's just this it's high the level. The Niners ball. and Shanahan said it after the game. I was like, man, Shanahan's gonna take a lot of crap for this. But then I started thinking about it and going, you know, I, and I loved his answer. He he basically said he was talking about the overtime decision, which we'll get into, mm-hmm. but also just the way the game unfolded and getting away from McCaffrey. And he's, there's a lot of things he has to answer to. But his main point was, hey, look, we went into this game with a game plan. We practiced really hard to run the things we were going to run. And I don't, I, I'm not second guessing today. Yeah. We ran what we wanted to run. Yeah. We just did not win the game. It, it didn't quite work out. Yeah. 
He said the worst games are the ones where you're second-guessing yourself because you steered from the plan or you made a decision that wasn't in the plan or, you know, you, you sort of you maybe got caught up in the moment. He said he hates that because now you're always second-guessing. This one, he said, they, they had a plan. They stuck to it. They did a pretty good job with it. They beat but you. they still did not win the game. And it's like, ah, what do you want me to do? Yep. And that's, that's side, a pretty good answer. The other side gets scholarships, too. They're pretty good. Yeah. So let's talk. Hey. You guys want to talk more about it? Let's do it. Uh, let's talk about the overtime decision. The 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 yep. the the, the, the coin. It's probably the most criticized one today, and it shouldn't be coin toss decision uh, by Kyle Shanahan. Next on the fan. Yeah, just we were talking about uh, this guy by the name of Pat Mahomes Junior, I believe. Pretty good. I believe he's the second. Yeah, is he a second as opposed to second. Junior? Yeah, which. Never know the difference of that. And but. he has as many Super Bowls as his dad has DUIs. <laughs> that is <Ooh>. true. <laughs> that, hey, that's an accurate statement. I think they celebrate that when they're at home. Three for three, son. I tell you, I think there's a lot of friction going on in that family, but they do a good job of hiding it. Because did yeah. you see, there were a lot of clips. <laughs> Everybody's, you know, filming now, right? Yeah. Like, there were a lot of clips of Jackson Mahomes. Mm. Like, there was one where he was denied entry into a party where Brit Brit was, <laughs> or like into this roped off area where Brit yeah. was sta- she was standing in there and dancing or something they were at some function and she just looked over at him and shrugged like <laughs> sorry dude sorry dude <laughs> figure it out and then dad was down there on the field after the game but you notice they kind of <laughs> i don't know they kept their distance a little bit well, <sighs> i don't i don't think he wants to <sighs> go full Aaron Rodgers but i'm guessing that old Pat and Brittany are do having the conversation of there's Look, some frustration it's because their blood doesn't necessarily mean we need to have them around all the time but does does the uh before we get into Shanahan's OT decision does the um so Patrick Mahomes went ten of ten, and then scrambled for twenty seven on that last drive. It's uh, pretty good. Right? Pretty, yeah, perfect. Good. Does it make you appreciate Joe Burrow? Because Burrow has taken Mahomes down a few times. Like there's nobody else that has that has taken him out actually yeah. at all, other than Joe Burrow. <laughs> Joe Brady, I guess. Brady got him the one time in the Super Bowl for sure. Yeah. And but Brady's the best of all time. I was I was just thinking like Well Brady got him the AFC title game too. So But you look around the league and there's not anybody who's going, Oh man, we have a guy that stacks up to that guy. <laughs> Except Cincinnati's probably going, Well, you know, we got Burroughs yeah. taking him out a couple times. Yeah, there's there's and this is like again, going back and I'm not here to do the is he the goat? I hate these stupid conversations. He's the gold standard right now in the NFL. Period, end of story. It's the best start to a career we've ever seen. Uh, where it goes from here, I don't know. I think there's maybe three people in the NFL when they line up, they feel like their guy is is close. And Burrow's one of them. And, and I'm saying close because he ain't the same. There's no one that's the same. But I think if you're Cincinnati, I think at times if you're Buffalo, um, I would have said Baltimore, but in the playoffs, I don't think you can say that. There may be two. There may be two teams that line up, one being Allen, who can't get him, and the other one, Burrow, who has, that feels like their guy can can go toe-to-toe, which, again, surprised me a little bit that San Francisco wasn't a little more um, Dan Campbell on, on some of those yeah. third downs. Because I, I just think at this point, if you, <laughs> if you decide to give the ball to that guy, if you decide to give it to 15 and say, we'll stop him, I... I of all the coaching decisions that that are made throughout the course of a game, you can sit there and debate them all. And and when they work out, you're a genius. And when they don't, you're a bum. But at this point, if you do that, I I think it's borderline coaching malpractice to say that you're going to stop him because it just it doesn't happen very often. 
I think we've seen this. We've seen this one before. It's like, like if you catch James Bond, shoot him in the head. Because if you explain to him your plan and then you tie him up and walk away, we know how that happens. And that's James Bond. And no one shoots him. They just let him get away and they're like, oh, yeah. we'll catch him later. But I think that works against him too. Like you, You're not going to win in these scenarios because, uh, for example, on third and four at the two-minute warning, you know, you're down there in field goal territory, uh, field goal range. Yeah. If you If you go for it there... And don't get it, and you then after you lose, and then after the game you explain why people people understand the explanation, <laughs> yeah. but they're like, dude, you were wrong. Like you're going to get criticized either way. This yeah. is what Mahomes does to you, yeah. right? But I I agree with you. If you have to pick your poison, I'll win the in game that with scenario. I am not giving the ball back to him. No, period. I, and yeah. and I will sit at the podium like Dan Campbell did. Dan yes. Campbell got up there and he said, and of course it wasn't against Kansas City, but you know what I mean. Yeah, he got up there and he said, I am willing to take the criticism that I'm going to get. Yeah. Here's why I did that. And I, Kyle Shanahan could have done that, but he still would have gotten heat for it. I still, if, if you're asking me who I'm living and dying with, Brock Purdy and, and Christian McCaffrey to get four yards in two plays or to stop Patrick Mahomes <laughs> on any given on, drive, <laughs> on any given drive with the game on the line, I'm sorry. I'm because think about that. If, if, if you complete that pass, and, and that was the one where McDuffie just came free and you weren't going to, but if if you pick up that first down, by the way, they were 3 for 12 on yeah. third down. I have a stat it, on that. If you want to know why San Francisco lost, and, and you want to boil I mean, there's a million reasons, but one stat, 3 for 12. Shanahan, it's, so he, did you see that the uh, track Ky- record of doing this? Yeah. yeah. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. Stat? So there, Kyle, there's, there's a couple there for him that are not very pretty. Kyle Shanahan, um, has picked up three or fewer third downs in a game twice. Mm. Both of those were Super Bowls against Steve Spagnuolo. Okay, let me. It's it's interesting you you bring that up because I'll go to uh, the the McDuffie play. Can, I'd you, have, can you put a pin in that? We got a yeah, break, we got a break, and then we'll we'll, 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 pick we'll it, talk about it. We'll pick it back up on the other side but. because the McDuffie one is it's harder for me to explain. But the one uh, the one down at the goal line, the the Ayuk should have been touchdown. I I I I want to talk about that Spags versus Shanahan because that was a colossal mismatch. Uh, right there, right. and he got fooled. We also have uh, the overtime yeah, uh, choice. Yeah, do, do you want the ball first if you win the coin toss under the new OT rules? We'll get to that coming up as well. And our stock watch next hour on The Pan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 